What is going on, first round fantasy fans? Welcome to the first round fantasy YouTube channel, your home for second round advice. I am Jacob Bartley. I am joined by Joe Morsas and Justin Morsas. What is going on, guys? Yo, yo, yo. Good to be back. Sunday. So this is the first of our uh, second weekly podcast that we're going to be doing. So there's a couple reasons we wanted to do this. Uh, when you're covering fantasy, it doesn't make sense at all to do one podcast a week. There's too much information. There's too many games. There's so many updates that, like, we aren't covering, you know, more than 50% of what most fantasy podcasts and websites are covering or whatever. But at the same time, we're not full-time. We don't do this full-time anyway, so that's fine. But I do think two a week is makes sense for us, for, like, our schedules and all that stuff. And there's five of us, so it makes sense. And also – I thought I think Saturdays are the best day. I mean, we're recording on Saturday. I'm actually going to edit and get this up on on Saturdays as well. I listen to a lot of fantasy podcasts, and none of them put up stuff on Saturdays. None of them, and I I get it. Like they work all week, and then they want a day off to relax, and then they have Sunday, right? And so basically, Sunday through Friday, they're straight up working the whole time. But they're mm-hmm. talking about fantasy, so I'm sure they don't mind. But on Saturdays, I like I have nothing to listen to fantasy related. So I'm like, if I was out there, I would want something to listen to on Saturdays. And mm-hmm. also, I I wanted to talk more about strategy stuff. Like Justin and I were getting into trades a lot last uh, last episode and talking about ways to manage your roster, things like that. And that's the kind of stuff I want to get more into. But you can't do that when you're covering. Uh, games like reviewing the games of Sunday. So, uh, I actually am naming this the Fantasy Strategy Podcast. Fantasy Strategy on Saturday podcast is the nickname though for it. Uh, so that'll be what's what it is going forward. And we have a template for this show, but it could change going forward. But first and foremost, we're going to start with recapping the Thursday game. So we had the Buccaneers and the Bears. Man, this game uh, had some basically a lot of downs. Like even the players that performed for fantasy, it was it wasn't promising performances like Mike Evans or David Montgomery. But I'll tell you guys what uh, my one takeaway from this is: I am done with Scotty Miller. I am, <laughs> I am done, absolutely done. I'm gonna I'm dropping it. I hate the fact that I have to look at him in my lineup right now like normally when you have a player on the bench you can drop them right i would have dropped right away pick somebody else up so i started him in two leagues oh wow and i am just sick of looking at that zero like it happened with brandon cooks last week but i i don't want to drop brandon cooks yet especially when i have will fuller if one of them goes down the other one's gonna be the number one target well will fuller is right now but i feel like if Will went down cooks would get a huge bump yeah, um, I'm absolutely done with Scotty. Justin, I you called it on when we were doing our waiver wire pickups. I said he was a must own or must roster, and I'm completely out of the game. I don't care if he's the number one wide receiver going forward. I'm dropping him after like because if I drop him and he goes off next week, other people are going to pick him up. I'm not picking him up if he goes off next week. Yep. Uh, well, how do you guys feel about that? And then what else do you take away from this game? So. Uh, Scotty Miller 
I don't know that I'm going to necessarily drop him right off the bat, but if there's somebody else that you're eyeing on the waiver wire, then I don't have a problem with you doing that. But my biggest takeaway from this game, guys, was Ronald Jones. And that may be because I am the new owner of Ronald Jones off the waiver wire. And I, I couldn't believe he was there, man. And I'm sitting there at number three. I just lost Eckler. Galladay's on a bye after he's been injured. And I'm like, man, Ronald Jones is there. And Tanyan was. And I was talking to Justin. He's like, I hope I get Tanyan. And I'm like, well, you better hope I get Ronald Jones because if not, Tanyan's my second option. And I ended up getting Ronald Jones. I threw him in the starting lineup. And listen, it wasn't the best fantasy game. He only had, I think, 15 and a half points, which isn't bad. For a waiver wire pickup running back starter, I was happy with it. But it's how he ran. It was a lot of times where he was getting hit in the backfield and span out of it, uh, spun out of it, and ended up turning into a positive gain. Um, and it wasn't a pretty game for either team. So I think a week where both teams where Tampa Bay scoring more that we know they can Ronald Jones has a lot more potential so I'm rooting for him over Fournette for going forward and uh, after that week I was pretty excited to see it Ronald Jones is a hard runner like he runs really hard but he he cannot be involved in the passing game no because they I mean Eve but they're dude the the rookie uh Keyshawn Vaughn he fumbled twice like I don't know if he fumbled last week, but he at least dropped some significant passes last week, and he fumbled yeah. this game. But so I think, like you know how Brady is, he if once you piss him off or you lose his trust, you have a hard time working yourself back into the lineup. But I still think once Fournette comes back, he's going to play a huge part. I, I mean, it's it's going to happen. They're not. They're never going to just one guy is the workhorse where they're getting all the passing work and the running work. I don't think. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And listen, Ronald Jones, I think he had a fair bit of targets. I want to say five or six, because I know he ended up catching three balls and there was a couple of them that Brady didn't really put on the money. Yeah. They were catchable balls though. At least two of them that I remember watching like, Oh my God. Cause I'm sitting there with Alyssa watching the game. Like, Throw it to 27. She doesn't know the guy's name, so I just say the number. I'm all, throw it to 27. And it goes right through his hands. And I was like, God, man, he could, yeah. he had potential to have an easy. He's capable, but, you know, Fournette is a better catcher than he is. Oh, easy. Sure. Easy. Uh, Justin, you just traded away David Montgomery. How would you feel about this performance? Um, Demont got, I think, just under 19 PPR, and it was the ugliest, most undeserving, fool's gold, if I've ever seen it, type game. But the problem you have is the volume is there for him, so it's not like you don't want to continue to play him because even with a garbage game, he still did that. Um, I would, If I had him, I would have started him just because volume, but I yeah. don't feel good about it. But uh, he's obviously the workhorse over there on whatever that means for the Chicago's running back system. But to go back to Scotty in my notes, I wrote drop and never look back. So I'm sorry. You have to sit there with that zero for a week. Oh my and God. Then, I cannot <laughs> wait till Tuesday <laughs> or till now I got to wait till Wednesday. As Ronald Jones go, it was a very good game for him, even though his stat line wasn't a blow up. It could have been a blow up because if you watched it, he caught a touchdown pass and rolled over the end zone. But it was a weird play because they thought it wasn't a catch. It was challenged and the refs had to call it down at the two yard line because they called the play dead. If it was a free play and it was called right, that was actually a touchdown. So 
it was even a better game than what he had. So it, it it's the type of player that I wouldn't mind flexing, but I would not like it if it was my RB2 because you just yeah. don't know how it's going to be going forward. So it's a beautiful player to have on your bench. It's looking good for him over there in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, I actually like David Montgomery. I was trying to trade for him a lot recently, but a couple of the guys I was – that I was trying to trade to, like they didn't have any other running backs really. Cause a lot yeah. of people only have like one or two solid running backs on their roster. So it's hard to even, you, you can't trade for a running back right now without giving one up. So it's kind of pointless unless, you know, it, it someone makes likes your guy yeah, better. Exactly. Yeah. Or you're trading for a handcuff or something like that. Uh, you know, there's rare situations where the trade works out, but I honestly with, um, I forget his name, the guy who just towards ACL is out for the year, the backup in, on the Bears, Cohen, uh, Cohen. Uh, Tariq Cohen, yeah, he with him out. Honestly, those that passing work from Montgomery is promising. Like it makes me feel better because we know he can run, and it just depends on game script and how he's going to get the volume no matter what. You're you're not going to find you can't name you know eight more guys that have are going to get that much volume. So uh, to me, that's what makes him valuable. Yeah. And Tampa Bay is known for one of the best run defenses in the NFL. So I wasn't necessarily surprised. I think he had like 2.9. Yeah. I I think he ended up with like 2.9 yards per carry. Um, And he didn't get that. He only had 10. Yeah, 10 for 29. But, you know, the promising thing is that even with an awful game where he only had 29 yards on the ground, he finished with 18 points. So, you know. It's it's there. It's possible. We've always said it with Demont. He gets the volume. It's just can he turn it into something? I'm more optimistic now with Foles than I was with Trubisky. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah. Just more uh, offense opportunities and more yeah. goal line opportunities. Hopefully. Yeah. Um. All right. So not much more to say. Like Allen Robinson, you know he's great. You're starting him. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans, even when he doesn't have a great game, he gets you fantasy points because he's getting touchdowns. I I said before the season started that Mike Evans was going to be Brady's Gronk, and that's basically what he is because he he gets the touchdown, he gets the red zone targets. So let me, yeah, let me ask you on Evans though. You think he's a trade high candidate, even though he's not booming? I'm looking at all of his games: touchdown, touchdown, two touchdowns, touchdown, touchdown. I don't he think is, he's going to score no a touchdown every game. Trade high, like it's like a Stefan Diggs, right? You would trade high on him right yeah. now. But Mike Evans, you can trade high still because his name value, he's playing exactly. with Brady on the Bucks, and it's not like he's putting up three or four points a game. Nobody's no, gonna trade you much for him. Solid every week. He's, you know, getting you 15 every game. So, yes, in that sense, you can sell high. And I would for the right price, I would try to get a running back for him like trade him and a lesser running back for a lesser wide receiver and a better running back. I would try to do something like that. Do yeah. you think that his production is going to stay like this all year, though? Because the way I look at it is he has the name recognition. If you take away his touchdowns, they're mediocre games at best. So I, think I would sell the fact that he's not going to continue to get all these touchdowns, especially with Godwin coming back. And I know people in leagues like the name Mike Evans. So would you trade him for Singletary straight up if it was a wide receiver for running back squad? I wouldn't. I actually think Mike Evans is going to get better as the season goes along. I think we're going to see those huge blow-up games like from last year, uh, okay. but on a more consistent basis, to be honest, because I think they're just kind of getting in the groove of things. They haven't had their full offense healthy at all this season. So I think 
once they get Fournette back, Godwin back, I think that's going to be better for for Evans, to be honest. So yeah, I while I would still trade, I wouldn't see. I value Mike Evans more than Singletary right now. So to me, that's probably a downgrade unless you desperately need a running back. So I would try to trade Evans for a even like higher running back than that if I could. Like Miles Sanders style. Yeah. yeah. So the problem with Evans though is, you know, the one thing that I'm kind of leaning towards what Justin's saying is when I've seen Brady throw the deep ball, it hasn't been accurate. It, it's not even been a catchable ball. Like most of the time it's way out of bounds or or way overthrown. It's just they're not they're not connecting like Winston was with Evans uh, and Godwin where it was just money. And, and Winston throws a ton of touch a uh, ton of interceptions that was his downfall but as far as a fantasy situation Winston being in Tampa Bay was much better for Mike Evans and Godwin. oh yeah oh yeah so but to Jacob's point if you watch this game it's like Brady only has eyes for Evans on the goal line it's the weirdest connection but he just goes yeah. his way every time so maybe well, he can they get dude on the field man it could be a 12 to 14 touchdown year with oh yeah yardage. yeah well let's see what happens when Godwin comes back that's the real testament yeah, for sure. Uh, well, yeah. let's jump into some league news and injury updates. And basically the biggest thing right now is all the COVID stuff going on. And w- with the Monday Monday game now, a new Monday game, it's Patriots and uh, who are they playing again? Denver. Uh, is it Denver? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Patriots and Broncos. And then now we have the Tuesday game, the uh, the Bills and the Titans. So we all we all know that, that go, thing going on. We we've been dealing with it in our own leagues where and I think what we talked about in, in our leagues is the only thing you can really do. It's like, look, there's a possibility they do testing on Monday or Tuesday and there's more cases and they cancel the game. Basically, the Titans would would have to forfeit the game. The Bills mm-hmm. get a win, the Titans get a loss and they just move forward. That's a possibility. I don't think that's going to happen. They already passed uh they already had a full negative tests yesterday. Mm-hmm. The, the Titans did. So I think we're good. But the only way to go about it, in my opinion, is that you have your league ma- uh, league managers tell you who their replacements would be for those players. Like I use the example, if you have Derrick Henry and you have, you know, Duke Johnson Jr. on your bench and that's your only your best running back play, just say, hey, if Henry doesn't play at – add Duke Johnson in retroactively and I get his points or whatever. It's going to get messy. People will still complain because what if that move makes somebody win? But I think it's the Mm -hmm. only fair way to do it. Uh, We've seen other suggestions where putting the highest scoring player off the bench in. I don't think that's a good option. And I don't think just, oh, let's uh, let's just play it out. And, and, you know, if that guy, those guys don't play – you know, tough luck. I think that's completely unfair because, look, I'm in a league where I I have uh, Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, and Jonu Smith. What if that game gets canceled? I don't have the roster to drop four players and pick four guys up. I just can't do it, and it's not fair to me to fair for me to lose that because of that. And also, I've heard people say, "Oh, that's fantasy football." No, this is not nah. fantasy football. Nah. This is way different. It's not like it's COVID. It's not like somebody being injured, uh, questionable on Monday night, and they're out. That's fantasy football. And if you don't want to drop somebody to pick another Monday player up, that's on you as a manager. But this is not fair to anybody. 
Yeah, so, you know, kind of my thought about it is, listen, if the game wasn't on Tuesday and let's say they said, hey, hell with it, we're playing it on Sunday, then it's okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Eric Henry doesn't play, that's on you, man. You need to find somebody to replace him. Oh, yeah, of course. With the game being pushed to Tuesday, this is something we've never dealt with before. You know, and like you said, it's it's possible, yes, they did have a full round of uh, negatives last week or yesterday, but it's always positive or possible that Tuesday, all of a sudden, two, three guys pop up and they cancel the game. Well, we've never dealt with Tuesday night football. There is no replacements for Tuesday night football. Even Monday night, like you said, if a guy goes out, you go pick up his backup or you go take a deep flyer on some random guy. There's always going to be somebody available to put in your lineup. But in this situation, yeah. there's nobody. You have no options. So, I, I like uh, – I adopted your rule for my league, um, and I'm even okay with Shane's, honestly. Hey, high-scoring player. It's better than nothing. You can't say, is. oh, let's just figure – we'll just play it out like normal. Yeah. I have, a, I have a better solution than all of that. I do like the state your replacement, but at the end of the day, if this game does not get played, I believe you should just appoint the – the what's the right word? The uh, – assumed points that they would get so say henry's listed at 15 i mean there's there's nothing else you can do that's so random though like it's an average week so it's like you're you losing four players you don't get dogged on it but who knows you didn't get the 45 that alan may throw you don't get the 35 that henry may run but you get that 17 that we call that all the experts you know think of there's no easy solution if that game gets canceled but i think that would be a fair way everyone can agree i i don't hate it but as a fantasy manager one i don't think that's even possible i don't think we can input points i think we actually have to physically put a player and we can actually go and do that as a commissioner i believe that's how it works jacob you may know yeah, you can go me. i already checked it out so yeah. we, we play on yahoo and you can go back i can go back to week one right now and put somebody else in your lineup spot yeah. and it would change the matchup and the records and the point total and everything yeah so i'm not sure though that you can just type in oh yeah i don't know i'm not right. sure about that but still, that's random because you know derrick henry he's had seven point games and he's had 30 point games so i get it it's an average and it is what it is but um you know i like the idea of hey you know this guy's gonna miss the game and it's not your fault but if he was to miss the game on a regular week, you'd have to put somebody else in. So that's what you have to do, you know. So I'm with uh, you. Yeah, I mean, that's what you would have done anyway. Yeah. Um, and so my only advice, if you're in a league where your commissioner is not being flexible or you're in a like a, a pro league, like a ESPN or Yahoo Pro League where there is no commissioner and ESPN or Yahoo is not going to go in and do that for you, my only suggestion is pick up Monday night players because we're going to know most likely if that game is canceled, yeah. we're going to know by late Sunday or Monday, right? Yeah. So I did this in one of my Yahoo pro leagues. I have Josh Allen. Uh, so what I did was I went and picked up uh, Justin Herbert, right? Mm-hmm. So if I find out on Monday that the bills game is canceled, I just throw in Justin Herbert in my lineup. I'm perfectly good. I think that's the only way to go yeah. about doing it. Or a that's late Sunday. Solution. Yeah. yeah. Or a late Sunday player. Because there are a lot of situations like that. Because in those pro leagues, I like I just have to figure it out in those pro leagues. Like There's nothing I can yeah. do. 
And I don't think they're going to cancel it, like you said, Tuesday. We're going to know by Monday. Oh, yeah. You'll know with time to make an adjustment. Yeah. But yeah. you might be in a situation where all your players on your bench are Sunday, 10 a.m. Yeah. So that's where our solutions come into play, I think. Yeah. And in yeah. some of our leagues, like Justin Herbert's not available, so you don't have that option. Or none of the quarterbacks that play on Monday are available. Yeah. Um. All right. So, you know, I'm just going to rapid fire through some of these injuries, and you guys kind of tell me what – uh, what you take away from some of them. I might not have everything, you know, I did my best uh, researching it, but basically we have Julio Jones, who's questionable game time decision. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's practicing this week. He might be activated for Sunday. Uh, Raheem Moster is questionable. Uh, Shanahan said it depends on how he feels Sunday. Uh, Zach Moss is questionable with a toe. He's likely to miss, which we could talk about what that means for Singletary. Uh, John Brown uh, is likely to play. Mark Andrews is questionable, likely to play. Also, Marquise Brown. Uh, Henry Ruggs is going to be back this week. Um, wondering if is he the number one passing option outside of Darren Waller? Uh, AJ Brown is likely to make his return, which due, due to the COVID and this, I'm not waiting for AJ Brown. I might just bench him this week. And, and see, but who knows? It depends on your options. Uh, Jared Cook is questionable. Michael Thomas might return this week. I don't think so. Uh, Joe Mixon is on the injury part with a shin injury. He was injured last week, and look what he did. Uh, he was injured. Um, Alshon Jeffries out. Deshaun Jackson's out. Who is Carson Wentz going to throw to? And Sam Darnold is out. So what is the biggest fantasy implications for you guys out of those? Justin, I'll go to you first. Real quick, did you mention Mostert? Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I did. Yeah, is he back or it's unclear yet? So it's he's questionable. Shanahan said it depends how he feels on Sunday so morning. Game time, okay. Yeah, um, big, biggest takeaway is MT is probably going to sit, so maybe you can use that flex on Quan Smith. Um, and then AJ Brown, I'm kind of in the same boat, but I've held for so long, I kind of want to play him just because. Yeah, it I depends on your situation. I use him if he's playing. And Julio missing time. I think after that poor performance, they're going to sit him, let him heal up or, you know, see what they have and let Ridley go back to work. So I wouldn't bank on Julio this week. Yeah. Yeah, Joe? Uh, I'm actually going to differ from you guys. And I actually think Michael Thomas is going to play. Um, he's missed, what, three weeks now. And that high ankle sprain is kind of, uh, you know, I think they had a timetable for him of like three to five weeks. Uh, but this is Michael Thomas, man. He's going to play through an injury. So he may not be 100%, but I think he's going to be out there. Julio Jones, whether he plays or not, I'm not starting him. Um, hmm. You know, and that's typical Julio, man. He may be banged up and he could come out and drop 30. But yeah. he also could do what he did last week and end up in uh, by halftime in the locker room. So I'm going to hope – obviously, hopefully, you have somebody to throw in there, even if it's Gage or something. Uh, I'd prefer to throw him in there. Uh, Mostert. I think he'll probably be back too, at least on a limited basis. I don't see him taking a full workload right off the bat, but uh, I think between him and McKinnon, uh, they're probably going to get some split work. And once the Niners jump head ahead enough of Dolphins, McKinnon and Wilson will take over completely. But um, I'm throwing Mostert in the lineup if he plays, and I'm hoping he kind of gets one of those oh, yeah. seven-yard uh, touchdowns where he makes his whole week on one play. Say you only can start one Mostert and McKinnon. Who do you start? If, if Mostert's playing Mostert. Yeah, if he's activated, it has to be Mostert. It's yeah. been pretty clear that McKinnon's going to get all the pass catch work, so. No, I, Mostert catches balls, man. He's he Look at his biggest plays this year. Both came off passes, right? Okay. Um, 
So I think he's still solid. I mean, McKinnon does get a lot of pass down work, but even Jeff Wilson Jr. took some of that that first week when he balled out too. So it's not like he's it's not like a Tyreek Cohen, David Montgomery, where you know uh, Tariq Cohen's in, he's catching the ball. Or even a better example is like Michelle and James White. It's not, oh, Michelle's in, they're running the ball. James White's in, they're throwing. They do both with both guys. Um, so I was kind of weird. We don't speak of Michelle anymore. He's done. It's the David <laughs> uh, Harris. Oh, back. yeah. We. I mean, he's on IR right now. We had to book it down on Michelle, man. It's. I thought that he was gonna be, you know, with Cam Newton there, he was gonna be their lead runner, but guess not. Um, So Michael Thomas, I'm. I don't look. I don't believe Michael Thomas is coming back until until we see that update that says Michael Thomas is 100% good to go this week. Until we get that, I don't believe he's gonna play. But you'll know well ahead of time whether he's going to play or not. Uh, Julio, like you said, Joe, if I'm a fantasy manager of Julio, I am I hope he doesn't play because yeah. at least you know. And, guys, I'm realizing this year, and I've, I've done it in previous years, but handcuffing wide receivers is the thing, honestly. Yeah. I really yeah. think it is. It depends on the player, right, on the team, actually. Yeah. Like if you – I don't know. Let's just say like who – okay, like if you have – uh, there's some wide receivers who you don't need to hand, handcuff their yeah. backup or the second guy, right? But if you have Julio and you have you need you want to have Gage because yeah. if you throw Gage in there, now he's the number two option on that team, and you feel really good about that. Or if you have Michael Thomas, you maybe want to have one of those other guys in case yeah. Michael Thomas doesn't play. So, and for me, that's why I have Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller in the, in the league, in uh, in our league, Joe, your league, Joe, is because I. Will Fuller is injury prone. I think for those injury prone guys, it's great to handcuff their back. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like you said, it's the team. If Allen Robinson goes out, I don't give a damn. To exactly. Miller. That's a great example. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, in other situations, even like I said, that's with Scotty Miller. If Evans and Godwin go out, man, Scotty Miller, I think he's got some little, little Edelman in him or something, you I'm know. Done. Hey. Bro, I'm, I'm sorry. And you know what? You know what's going to happen. He's going to go off next yeah. week. But yeah. I don't care. Like, I'm just – I'm done. I'm done with it. Yeah. Um, okay, so if if you guys have these players or just missing players in general, who would you say uh, – let's go over some replacement options, whether these are players that are on the waiver wire or sitting on people's benches. Um Let's go to you, Joe, first. Like, who do you think are some some solid replacements if your guys are sitting? So, I mean, I lost uh, I lost Eckler last week, and you know what? I actually think Josh Kelly. I know I've I've read around the block that they don't love him this week. That he's fumbled twice, and he's a rookie, and Jackson's back, and and I get all of that concern, man. But you don't give a rookie twenty three carries in the second game of the season if you don't believe in the guy. So part of me thinks, yes, Jackson will be involved and you may even be able to start him also, but I am yeah. starting Kelly this week. Another one, which is kind of a little deeper uh, is Devonte Freeman. I think he did pretty good last week. Um, and if I recall, it wasn't correctly, terrible. Yeah. I think he ended up with like 11 points and listen, my expectations for Devonte Freeman in that New York giants backfield was very low. So I think going against the Cowboys who have had an awful defense, they talk about it. Um, 
I think he could get some pass game work even in that game. And if he does, he may be decent in a week where you have to have some, listen, I started Jeff Wilson Jr. in my RB2 slot last week. If you're in that position, you could do worse. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, Ayuk, Debo, if they both play, man, I think they both could have some potential. And um, that's kind of a couple running backs, a couple wide receivers I like. Definitely. Uh, Justin, what about you, man? You have some replacements if you have some injured players? Yeah, for sure. Like, if you know me and the way I play fantasy, I'm a pretty conservative guy. I like to take the high floor rather than the potential for boom. But with all the COVID injuries and late games, I kind of want to go for that. A, it's zero or 25 points. So my two <laughs> pickups would be Slayton or McCole Hardman. Those would be probably on your waiver wire. People aren't hot on them. They may be deep on your bench. But, hey, if I lose some top wide receiver, then, hey, let's hope McCole gets a 90-yarder. You know what I mean? But uh, I also like Damian Harris and Justin Jackson. Joey mentioned Jackson. Uh, I just like the Damian Harris workload, and I like the potential Jackson has. But if you're in a not-too-deep league, LaVisca Chenault, he's, he's been really consistent. He's been probably yeah. bottom end talked about rookie wide receivers, but he's been re real solid. So hopefully some of these guys – and I guess Tim Patrick. I do trust Tim Patrick. I just picked him up, so I'm kind of biased. <laughs> But he's been having a couple good weeks, so I'm sure he could be on your waiver wire most likely. Yeah, I remember you mentioned him last week, and I I wasn't too as high on him as you were. Yeah. Um, I mean, but we'll see. Crazy. I like I mean, uh, Drew Locke is practicing this week, so that's good for everybody on that, yeah, most on those, that team. Yeah. Yeah, I like the LaVisca mention because I was telling Justin when he made that trade with uh, to get, to move DeMont and he got LaVisca in the back end. And I said, dude, that guy has been solid and he's four weeks into his rookie season, man. And Minshew's throwing all the knocks on Jacksonville. They're not a great team. I get it. Gardner Minshew is balling, dude. He's had one <laughs> bad game. But aside from that, he's been like top 10 every week. And I like that. And he's been doing that without Shark, you know, and I get it. Shark comes back last week. He kills it. But LaVisca still has 15, you know. So if you're in that situation where you need to throw somebody in there, I was telling Justin, I was actually looking at picking him up in one of our leagues and somebody else came and swooped him up and has him on the bench. I was going to start him. I was gonna know, it's a, I'm in an interesting predicament. So here's another good toss-up. If you were me, I don't want your opinions, but let's ask it. LaVisca or McKinnon? I kind of want to start. Well, this is like our fresh flex picks, basically. Okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to but, it. Um, I mean, we can answer that because we might not. That might not come up in that segment. Um, that is tough. Who are who's Jacksonville playing again? They're going against uh, Houston, so it's yeah. not that difficult of a matchup. That is tough. Okay, so obviously, if uh, if McKinnon is the starter, oh, you I start McKinnon. McKinnon. Yeah. But if Mostert's back, I would go Lavisca. Really, even though yeah. it's against Miami, I, the thing like is, said, I think Mostert might get more work in this game uh, because the Niners are probably going to be up early, or they might let throw Jeff Wilson Jr. in there and run the clock out. I mean, that's yeah. very possible as well. Well, look yeah. at look at um, look at Kittle, man. He came back, and what did he do? He was thrown right in the mix. There was no settle in. Um, so I think the same could be said for Mostert, man. I, I don't think that Shanahan is a super 
like he is conservative, but he's either like, dude, you're either not playing or you're going to play. Like, it's not like Tampa Bay where they announced Fournette is active right before the game. And it's just to throw everybody off. And he doesn't get a single. Shanahan is so straightforward. I love it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If if you're playing, you're going to play. I have yet even Debo. It was there was talks that oh his role was going to be reduced. He had three catches in the in yeah. seven and a half points in the first game, uh, in a game that we relied heavily on Kittle. So um, I trust him, dude. If McK- if Mostert's playing, he's gonna play. Well, look with McKinnon. I don't I don't care if Mostert's in or not. I like McKinnon as a flex play. He's yeah. finished top twenty five in running backs every week so far with Mostert yeah. or without Mostert. He's, and without Mostert, he's been like top 10 a lot of those weeks. He has his own role. This is what Kyle Shanahan always envisioned. And look, McKinnon was – when they signed McKinnon, he was never going to be the workhorse back. No. Shanahan yeah. was always going to work in other guys. Look at when the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. Were they only using Devontae no. Freeman? No. They were using Tevin Coleman a lot. They were both – Tevin Coleman was – a great flex option yeah. that year. Remember, he was killing it. When there was he was he did better than Freeman, and I think that's what we're going to see moving forward too. I agree yeah, with you. So, I just I hope McKinnon stays healthy. It's really exciting as a Niners fan and for fantasy purposes as well. Yeah. I, uh, Joe snatched him up, or a lot of people have snatched him up in all these other leagues, but I have him in one league, so I'm I'm excited nice. about that. Um, nice. Well, just real quick, my replacements. I had uh, Justin Jackson on my list because I actually think Justin Jackson is going to get all the passing work, which is probably better for uh, for that team. And then Josh Kelly is going to get all the the groundwork. I also had McCole Hardman. I think as far as a player where I didn't care about or wasn't a fan about at all, and now I'm super high on, the biggest jump for me is McCole Hardman. I haven't really talked about this with either of you yet, but I've been watching like every Chiefs game. I mean, who doesn't watch the Chiefs games? They're, you know, some of the most exciting games to watch, but I have uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Patrick Mahomes in the league, so I watch every down of their games, and I'm like, man, McCole Hardman looks great. It, he yeah. has He's very boomer bust, right? But he's like another Tyreek Hill, yeah. and if he – I think like going – like I wish I had him in – in our dynasty league he i think going forward he's going to be playing with Mahomes for the next 10 years like i think mccall hardman will eventually just be a high-end wide receiver too not this year maybe not even next year but eventually playing in that offense i love mccall hardman he's definitely a flex consideration if you have no better options yeah well if you remember just touching on mccall a little bit more when they drafted him, it looked like Tyreek Hill was about to be suspended and maybe even banned from the NFL after what happened last year. Yeah, He was drafted second round, 56 pick. That's pretty high for like a wide receiver when we talk about these guys. Um, you know, that's around a little bit after I think where Debo went. And so there's no reason to think that he's not going to have a role at some point. And they play him pretty interestingly, man. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot of times they'll do little end arounds, little sweeps. They'll get him the ball quick in, uh, you know, a little screen and let him work. And that's what he does. So Tyreek is definitely still the long ball guy, uh, but they're finding more and more ways to mix Nicole in. So I think by the end of this year, he may even be a solid flex play weekly. Yeah, for sure. And uh, one more replacement. I know I see a lot of fantasy managers struggling to fill their running back slots. Mm -hmm. Um, Either they have some random guy at the number two spot or even if they – their flexes are always wide receivers. And, you know, it's 
running backs are always a little bit safer. You know, they're more consistent with their work. If you know they're going to get work touches, they're more consistent. So for me, I like Chase Edmonds, especially this week. Um, mm-hmm. They're playing the Jets. And I think, while I still think Drake is the guy to have on your roster right now, That situation worries me. I've told you from the beginning of the season, Joe, I I didn't love the situation. And I just see Chase Edmonds getting more and more involved. And I think that, and Justin and I talked about this uh, on the earlier podcast this week, that like if the Cardinals are up, you know, they're up by a couple scores and they just need to run the clock out. They might just let Edmonds do it, and or they might let Drake do it. Drake's the type of guy who's going to be like, "No, get put me, keep me in the game," you know. So yeah. it just depends on the situation. But Justin made a good point. He's like, if they're up, he hopes Drake's the reason they're up. He has yeah. some rushing yards, some catches, and a touchdown, and then they just let Edmonds run. So I think Drake is definitely uh, an RB two option, and I think Edmonds is maybe a flex option to be honest, mm-hmm. if you really need it. I saw something about how Edmonds and Drake are separated by 0.2 points this year. If you're in a stand, oh, wow. if you're in a typical PPR, and that's with Drake getting like 75% of the work. So yeah, I mean, well, there's something to take away from that because a lot has changed since we last spoke. Because they may be separated, and Drake is getting a lot more work, but he's basically getting zero passing work. And if you look at what the Cardinals came out and said this past week, is we got to do a better job. We have to get him involved in the passing game. So I do like Edmonds as one of the top handcuffs of the league because he's proven to do well. But if Drake can't get it done this week, I don't know what. So I hope it's another mix-in situation where even though they're balling out, just let him continue, 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 and have that great, confident game. So it will be an interesting watch for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just to give some insight and why I'm probably talking so high on him, I picked Chase Edmonds up in a keeper league where I'm 0-4 and and I'm likely tanking. I'm still going to try to win every week, but I'm likely tanking. And Drake uh, signed like a transition deal. I don't I, forget, I don't know what it's he called. Might be but gone this year, yeah. He signed a transition deal for $8 million and he only he's only signed for this year. So yeah. if, if they – and he's 26, which – you know, running back years are different. You know, Edmonds is 24, Drake is 26. Why would they pay overpay Drake and if they have a guy like Edmonds? So if I, going into next year, if Edmonds is the starting running back on their team, he's definitely a keeper. And it's a six-keeper league. So I, I like, I'm going to hold on to him until next year. So I agree with that. How that yeah, goes. I remember talking to some Arizona fans, and they had mentioned that they didn't even think they were going to be able to keep Drake this year. Oh, um, yeah. From last year, um, after they got Hopkins and stuff, they were like, dude, his contract, like, that might be one that needs to go um, with Edmonds there already. So I think next year he's gone for sure. Uh, I'm with you there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's rapid fire these flex, these flex picks. I kind of just came up with some different scenarios looking around in league. So, uh, let, so this is your last flex spot. you got to decide who to start. And this is in full PPR – Whenever we're talking, we're talking full PPR. Uh, that's just yeah. that's just because that's the leagues that we play in. So, uh, Devontae Freeman or Jarvis Landry? Mm. Landry has a tough matchup this week. They're playing the Ravens, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, is that that's correct? ugly, man? That's oh no, no, they're playing the Colts. They're playing the Colts. Tougher. That's a tougher yeah, I matchup. Know, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, uh, God, man, that's ugly. Freeman's playing Atlanta, right? 
is yeah. A normal no, no, Cowboys. They're playing the Cowboys. I got these all mixed up, but I'm I'm picking like bad defense, good defense. You know, like um, um, listen, man. I think that if you want the boomer bust, you go Jarvis Landry because I could see him easily having another twenty point game. It's just that's yeah. just what he does. You know, uh, whether it's throwing a touchdown to Odell or catching one. You know, yeah. so. <laughs> I could see it if you want just a, uh, a safe game. I do think Devontae Freeman, like I mentioned him earlier, yeah. he's going to be a safe 10, 12 points, I yeah. think, against the Cowboys. So if, it depends what you want. The good thing is that Freeman can catch balls. So even if they're behind, uh, I think you're muted, Joe. Yeah, uh, I am. I even if dog. they're behind, that he's still going to be in the game. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so this one, uh, and this isn't crazy to me, depending on your roster, uh, DJ Moore or Joshua Kelly? Um, I gotta go DJ Moore. Yeah, I'm going to go Kelly. And yeah, it's tough because you, you usually want to go the starting running back, right? And he's yeah. a starting running back. Moore has been uh, disappointing, for lack of a better way of explaining it. But the yeah. Panthers are playing the Falcons, so that's likely going to be a shootout. So... It's tough. Oh, by the way, I go Devontae Friedman on the first one. I'm going to lean slightly DJ Moore on this one. Well, Jacob, I said this to Justin yesterday. Uh, I read it randomly. Do you know who Robbie Robbie Anderson's college coach was? The new coach of the Panthers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I didn't know that, yeah. I, know, I didn't know that. Crazy. So it makes a lot of sense why Robbie Anderson is killing it and DJ Moore kind of took a back well, seat. Also with a different quarterback. And that too, dude, yeah. And not to bring I just uh you reminded me of something else that uh Ron Rivera was the coach of the Panthers mm-hmm. and Kyle Allen was the quarterback. Oh, yeah. And Ron Rivera is the coach of the Washington football team, and now oh, Kyle Allen is the starter. And CMC was the running back last year, and they just have man. Uh, Gibbs, Gibson, who they were oh, comparing yeah. to CMC, and wow. and they have Terry McLaurin, who DJ Moore, yeah, but Love maybe it. even better, like yeah, not better but different, and meaning he's probably yeah. gonna make more dynamic plays after the catch. Yeah, so, I like dude. I'm um, the Washington Redskins offense took a huge boom once, for me. This the game. thing is for me, I wasn't as excited until I realized, wait a minute, Ron Rivera was his coach last year. That's yeah. exactly why he brought him Kyle oh, Allen yeah. over because oh, yeah. they probably have a good relationship. And look, I don't, I think Kyle Allen is, I don't think he's as bad as he looked last year. Like no. I think he's decent, you know, all, all we know is he's definitely better than Haskins. So, and I mean, either way, it's for fantasy purposes, Gibson and McLaurin, man, they, yeah. they got a huge mop. Okay. And Gibson was already trending up. I was trying to buy oh, yeah. Perry, but no one sells that, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Brandon Ayuk or Daryl Henderson? Oh, Ayuk I, with Jimmy G back. Ayuk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, going Ayuk I mean, as well. It's, it's tough because, like, you have Kittle, you have, uh, you know, Debo back, but also Akers is back. So you have that. Crap show yeah. and with the Ram situation. All right, uh, so I'm this is a, any of those Rams. This is a three-way one. So this is uh, Sammy Watkins. Oh, I'll, by the way, I'd go Ayuk as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins, Brandon Cooks, or Ty Hilton. God, three not great bad. options. Wow, that's all bad, man. I gotta so, go, Sammy Watkins. If you had to touchdown upside. I trust him to hit find the end zone more than those guys. Hey, look, Watkins sure. has gotten a lot of volume this year so far. 
Yeah. Other than game two, yeah, it's not been bad. He hasn't been terrible. I'm I would go Watkins, but I have a feeling Ty might break out this game. To be honest, yeah, I said that two weeks ago, and I don't, I don't think a 31 year old bad offense, what passing team can break out. I think he's done. Man, I yeah. I mean, uh, Justin and I did our dark horses earlier this week, but I might go. I might want to change mine to Ty Hilton. To be honest, dude. Um, Okay. Brandon Cooks has been okay, but I think he's been banged up. Uh, they talked about how his hammy was, wasn't was right, even though he was playing through it. Simi Watkins, that's your pick right there for me. Yeah, I would go Watkins just because I don't I don't trust Cooks right now, and I, I'm not – you know, T.Y. No. Hilton is like – he's very, very risky. Um, okay, so some of these might, people might be like, these are my starters. Why are they in your flex? But you got to remember a lot of people – play in one flex leagues and mm-hmm. like the Yahoo pro leagues that I'm in a couple of those, they're one flex leagues. So mm-hmm. I was looking at people's rosters and these are situations that either me or people in my leagues were facing. So Antonio Gibson or Justin Jefferson Gibson. I know it's easy to say running back right away, but I'm going the Vikings are playing Seattle. Who's given up some of the highest points to wide receivers this year, but you yeah. still go Gibson Joe, right? Yeah, I think that Rams game is uh, – I'm just excited with Kyle Allen, man. I don't know. Call it hype. Call it whatever you want. And I think Gibson and McLaurin are both going to have a good game. I actually think the Washington Redskins are going to win that game. Look, I, the Washington I, would, team. I would try to find a way to get both of these guys in my lineup. If, if it's yeah. not possible, like I saw uh, – the reason I asked because the guy – the team I was looking at, they had salt. So they had like Amari Cooper and – somebody else so they didn't need Je- jefferson really and then their flexes uh they already had two solid running backs as well so it was a decision yeah. they had to make um okay uh who are Gaffigan? you going with that one? Oh, uh i'm gonna this that's the toughest one to me because yeah. the thing is it's the matchup with the vikings like i think seattle's obviously gonna be up most of that game and they're gonna be throwing it to the receivers um this I'm going to lean towards Gibson just because the running back premium, like the running back yeah. upside. I actually think that's going to be a closer game than you think, Jacob. I think so. Possibly. If that's a decision you have to make, then I think you're in a good situation. But Oh, yeah. You're, you're deciding between well, a starting running back and a, a second receiver option. That means Jefferson's a high upside guy. Yeah. 25 um, yards a catch, basically. He's doing good. This one was probably – you know, maybe it's not a question, but Gaskin or McKinnon, and this is with Mostert in. So if Mostert's in, Miles Gaskin or Jerick McKinnon? I'm going McKinnon. I'm going McKinnon too. Not that I don't yeah. like Gaskin, but McKinnon has higher upside. With yeah, his and the Dolphins are playing the 49ers. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys one now that you mentioned Jerick McKinnon, and this is something that I'm deciding between in my league, in our league, beer drinkers, is uh, McKinnon – or Kelly. Obviously, if Mostert is out, I'm going with McKinnon. Yeah. But if if Mostert is Mostert's in, Mostert's back. I'm going Kelly. Yeah, that's where I've been leaning all week. I'm going McKinnon, just safer player for me. Yeah, it definitely is the safer one. But you don't know how Kelly's gonna do as the starters. It's it's yeah. kind of risky. It might be smart to wait a week. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, I would go. McKinnon just because Gaskin's playing the 49ers. If Gaskin had a better matchup, I would I would might go Gaskin on that one. And by the way, I also have Justin Jackson in that league, if that changes your guys' opinion at all. Mm, well, with, 
starting him. I think you for now you go Kelly over Jackson. Yeah, for I'm now. with you. I'm with yeah. you. Um, okay, one last one. Jerry Judy or Marquise Brown? Jerry. Marquise. Jerry. I like that. Like, not none of these are like straight up. All of us are choosing the same answer no matter yeah. what. Um, I, got a, I got a couple on the back end when we're done too that I like your opinions. Listen, I heard something actually good about Hollywood, which was that he's actually last year the concern was targets, and this year he's actually he's gotten at least six targets every single game, and he actually did pretty good last week. Um, but the reason I say Jerry Judy is that guy is climbing, man. Every week he's doing good, and if they get uh, Drew Locke back, um, you know I like it. No Noah Font, I think he's definitely going to be out. No Sutton, obviously. Um, I don't know if Philip Lindsay's going to be 100% back yet. So you're looking at Melvin Gordon and Jerry Judy are the two number one guys for sure. I think people are too high on Judy. Last week, if he doesn't get that random touchdown, he has a really bad game. So not that he's bad, but nah. I, I that touchdown, though, that was, that was Randy Moss-esque, man. He that went over there and he stole it. He stole it. He stole it. That, listen. An average receiver does not make that catch. Uh, even if it's off his helmet or whatever, that's tough, dude. When the ball's being thrown and it hits the guy's helmet, it bounces. You have to be a good football player to go and grab that. Jerry Judy. I'll tell you this. If, if Drew Locke is back, Jerry Judy all day. If Drew Locke is not back, I'm going Marquise Brown. But you guys know uh, Lamar Jackson has been in the bottom five of passing in this year in quarterbacks. Like just – Overall, I've been pretty. Yeah. Even Mark Andrews has been a bust. That whole offense, I mean, aside yeah, from 50-50. Yeah, but he had a good week last week, and it was like three catches and two touchdowns. Like, I don't like that, you know. Last year, they went from like Mark Ingram, solid running back to Mark yeah. Brown was doing pretty good. Mark Andrews was a top three tight end. It's and Lamar now, Jackson was number one quarterback. About that, what if? Lamar was – I don't know. It's crazy to say if he was a bust. I don't think he's going to be. Is he on Madden 2021? He might He might Is be he? a bust. That's the Madden curse, man. It's the Madden he, curse. He might be a bust as to where you drafted him, but you're still kind of wanting him as your, your – Oh, yeah, because yeah, the rushing of Mike never yeah, going to go away. Of course. He's of course, not the same yeah. passer. But let me throw you a couple real quick that okay. are interesting to me. Similar players we talked about. I'll start with the easier one for me. DJ Moore or Marquise Brown? I think I know where you're leaning now, but what would you go? I'd go DJ Moore. <sighs> I know Joe's down on Look, I'm not. Style. I'm not as low on, on DJ Moore as most people are, to be honest. Um, I am the same. Especially in this matchup. To be, I'm going DJ yeah. myself. Listen, it's tough. I think if you want the boom pick, you go Hollywood. If you want to guarantee yourself 9, 10 points, you go DJ Moore. So... Um, you know, and, and DJ Moore has a potential for a lot more. So that's not to say that he can't, but DJ Moore is one of those guys that even last year when he was having really good games, a really good game was like 20 points because he would get eight catches and a hundred yards and, or 80 yards and a touchdown. He was never really a 30, 40 point guy. Hollywood Brown has that potential to blow up with two big catches, 150 yards and two touchdowns. So it's up to you. You know, I, okay. I guess DJ Moore. All right. Now we spoke Miles Gaskin. Now Miles or Damian Harris? Man, uh, who are the Patriots? Oh, they're playing the Broncos. Man, I don't trust Patriots running backs. Like, I, but he did look good last week. 
Man. Uh, so I heard there's a they're saying there's a chance Cam Newton plays this week. I don't think he's going to. Yeah. But if Cam Newton plays, I think that actually hurts Damian Harris. Yeah. Because they they trust Cam to throw. Cam's gonna run more, he's gonna get goal line work. They don't trust where to throw, so they're gonna give it to Damian Harris to run. Come with you. If if Cam is out, I go Damian Harris. But if Cam's in, uh you said Gaskin, right? Yeah. I go, uh, but he's playing the Niners. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's that's a really hard one. Um I'll go I'll go Gaskin because I know he's the guy there. I'll go Gaskin if, if Cam's out. I gotta go Gaskin too, even though I like Harris. Does yeah. Cam being in or out change your uh Justin? To be honest, no, I feel like I, I feel like we saw Cam Newton get all the goal line work. I don't think that's gonna be consistent. I really do think, hey, we're gonna run an option and try to get in with you or sneak okay. it. But then hey, if we're on the goal line, Damien, get that rookie touchdown. So I do think Gaskin has no goal line upside, which it sucks for me. But Harris, I can actually see getting that two-yard run in. But it's really even for me on this one. But Cam in or out, I like it more out, but it doesn't change it that much for me. You know, I think I'd probably go Gaskin, guys. And the reason is because even though they're playing the Niners, they're not going to be able to run. I don't see a lot of goal line work, but what I do see is probably a lot of pressure. Catch passes, though. So that's the thing. I think yeah. that he's going to save his day similar to how DeMont, DeMont did, but not as good. So he may have seven catches for 28 yards, and that may be 10 points right there. And if he gets 25, 30 yards on the ground, he has 13 points. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. All right. Last one. It's a big one, but just think. This week, and I'll even throw it up to rest the season. We all know Justin Jefferson is the best rookie wide receiver. That's not a question. <laughs> so I'm asking you, Ayuk, Chenault, Higgins, or Judy? You pick one. For the rest of the season? For this week and rest of the season, if you want to double on the answer. Uh, hey, first of all, CeeDee Lamb is the best rookie wide receiver right now. Uh, I didn't want to include him. Yeah. I know. You know what's funny? People are forgetting, like, <laughs> I heard other podcasts do that, like, they're, they're talking about rookie, rookie wide receivers, and they forget to mention CeeDee Lamb. I think it's because yeah. he's so good that they just forget that he's a rookie. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you said Higgins. Can you name him again? Ayuk, Chenault, Higgins, or Judy? We haven't seen much from uh, from Rudd, so I'm not going to throw him in there. Okay, let me – okay, I go, I go Judy rest of the season. Yeah, me too. Uh, to be honest, because I think if, if Drew Locke comes back – He's their number one option in the passing game. I know other guys are getting work, but he's their most dynamic receiver. So mm-hmm. I, I go uh, Judy rest of season, but let me look up these matchups. So the Bengals are playing the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing the Patriots. That's tough as well. Yeah, but still more's oh, out. That's that's a great point. That's yeah. a great point. Um He's got COVID, so he's going to be out. Chenault. Ooh, the Jaguars are playing the Texans. Man, I might go Chenault for this week. Chenault for this week, Judy rest of season. Yeah. I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go Ayuk for this My week. My runner-up was Ayuk this week. Yeah. I'm going to go Ayuk for this week. Uh, dude, did you guys see – I don't know if you guys talked about it last Sunday. Did you guys see Ayuk's catch and, and touchdown? Of course. Dude, yeah, big old leap. I was driving from LA to Sacramento 
and I didn't get to watch the game, not even a minute of it, but I'm listening on the radio. And as soon as that play happened, I'm like, Dave, pull up your phone, get Twitter up, type I You had to see it, right? I was like, I was so hyped, man. I was on the home stretch driving home. I was like, oh, my God. After that, they showed a Sierra College practice. Yeah. Where he would did that in practice, like yeah. jumped over a guy in practice. If you think he was gonna do it in the NFL, that dude, no, physical specimen, dude. I love Debo Samuel, but I've been so impressed with Ayuk these last two weeks that I think he could end up being our number one receiver long term. Well, it's, I like they're both gonna be there. Yeah, like, I'm just happy we're talking about some nice young receivers that are gonna be great for many yeah. years. I'll go. I'll go ahead. Judy long term uh, the rest of the season, and I go Ayuk this week. I I'm actually all over the place compared to you guys. This week I go Laviscus. They play against the uh, Texans. I don't like them at all. And rest of the season I got to go Higgins. He's good. He's big. He's a monster over there. And AJ Green's out of the picture. So Higgins rest of the season for me. Yeah, but what about Tyler Boyd? And what about Mixon? There's room for two. I like AJ Green popped up on the injury report again. I mean, we're uh, not talking. These guys aren't. None of them are going to end wide receiver ones. Not even. No, no not I like ever. Higgins a lot, man. I think Higgins is the number two there, wide receiver wise, going forward. Yeah, but he's Whoa. different from Boyd gets his and Higgins. Can and still Higgins get is his. huge, yeah. man. I. What man, I, want, I want. I want that AJ Green trade. I want. I want somebody. Maybe the Patriots to step up and trade for AJ Green, so that way we have a clear cut. Or the Eagles, they may get a seventh round for him. Dude, but the Eagles don't want another injured uh, wide receiver. Yeah, another injury prone guy. Yeah, they they need uh, the, dude, the Eagles to train for John Ross, a guy who they've been yeah. healthy scratch. Like John yeah. Ross should be on an NFL roster when there's teams that don't even have a healthy wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. Uh, I like your guys' thoughts but on the that. The Bengals are stacked at wide receiver. Like they have too many guys. They're healthy scratching a fifth uh, fifth overall pick in John Ross. Um okay. So Joe, did you have any uh flex by questions? No, I think um that was all I was deciding about. There was one other league where I was deciding between cup and lamb. Um cup That's a with- good problem to have. Yeah, I mean, my running backs Dude, are not those are people's like starters. Yeah, but, I mean, it depends on your roster because I've seen teams where like they just been really lucky on the waiver wire, like yeah. guys who drafted Gibson late and then they picked up Gaskin and they're like they're both on their bench. And I'm like, oh my yeah. goodness, like so th- these situations come up. Um, so I the Rams are playing Washington, yeah, and uh, you said Cup and Lamb. And Lamb is playing against the the Giants, so man, it's so tough because, like, like on any given week, Cup is the number one receiver in LA, but it it, it rotates between him and Woods, right? And yeah. CD's obviously clearly behind Amari Cooper, yeah. but Dak is throwing so much. Yeah, uh, where is who are the Cowboys playing? Uh, oh my goodness, they may they may stomp early, and it might. You know what? I'm worried about. I'm going. I'm gonna go with Cooper Cup because I think the this is the Ezekiel Elliott uh, come out party of the season, and <laughs> and yeah. then I think Washington is gonna play LA a lot harder than people think, just like the Giants did last week, and Washington's they're gonna need Cooper team. Cup. No, Washington's, Washington's not a good team. team. They have a good defense. Well, the only thing holding them back is Eric. Yeah, uh, they should be better. 
Haskins was holding that team back, Jacob. And I told you a little while back, I said, but well, you wanted Alex Smith, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, coming into the year, I said, damn, it's Alex Smith. Hey, Alex Smith is number two on the on the depth chart now, though. He's ahead of Haskins? Yeah. Wow. Haskins yeah. got, yeah, he's going to get, he's, he's going to get Rosen. He's going to get traded. Fun. And he's gone. You don't yeah. bench a rookie and then bring him back into the fold. That's so I think crazy. They like, they're banking on him being their franchise guy. That That's insane. Uh, they, they brought out a lot of news saying his work ethic is garbage. He brags for his stat line like he's doing some heroic. Really? Numbers. Yeah, it was all it was all bad news. I He will never play in that jersey again. Yeah, well, the writing was kind of on the wall because if you guys remember when uh, new management came in for Arizona, they had just drafted Josh Rosen, and his rookie season wasn't great, but it wasn't awful. But it wasn't even a debate on, are we going to keep this guy? Everyone knew Kyler Murray was going to get drafted. That was his coach, you know. Um, and that same thing happened in Washington where they changed all their management, their head coach. The whole organization turned over this year, and Haskins was never their guy. And that's just the reality of football is is one guy may when see When did Haskins. they draft him again? Last what, year. Last year I know, but what, it wasn't like a top 10 pick, right? No, it was 15th or 16th pick. Mm. He was actually supposed to be ahead of some other guys. Like Daniel Jones was a reach. A reach. That's it, you said it was 10th overall? No, 15th. No, no. Oh, 15th. Yeah. Man, that hurts. Imagine who they could have got a defensive player or – yeah, something. I mean, they have Chase Young, who's really amazing. Good. Yeah. yeah, really, really good. Um, okay, so real quick, one thing that I want to touch on on this show, and we'll have more time in future weeks uh, on this stuff, is like I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about like fantasy, like etiquette, and just things about leagues that people should do or act. And also, I want to talk about dynasty leagues and superflex leagues. I'm not going to spend too much time on either of these things right now because we're already at an hour, but. One thing I wanted to mention is like my fantasy etiquette of the week was first of all, don't be nasty to your other league members. Like, don't be like hateful. Like, it's all a fun and games. And also, paired with that, is don't take it personal, bro. Meaning, like, this is a crap talking game. It's majority played by dudes. And like, people take stuff so personally and get mad. And look, fantasy brings out the worst in us. Like, I, I feel like, when I like when I'm talking to Joe, it's like totally different than when like I talk to him about other stuff. Like yeah. it's like a, you know, it's but our fantasy versions of ourselves are different than our real life versions. So like just for people out there, like just don't take things personal. Like when people talk crap, it's all fun and games. That's, That's so true, man. Because I talk more shit about fantasy than anybody, and I genuinely feel like there are some people genuinely don't like me because of the way I talk in fantasy. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. If you want to take yeah. it personally and because I made a good trade or whatever and it panned out and now you're upset about it, fine. But um, like you said, I always tell people, dude, don't be so sensitive. I'm going to talk shit about your trade if I think that that guy kills you, you know? And so what? You like that guy. But don't take it so sensitively. Just yeah. man up and talk some shit back and let's move on. You know, the worst part about that is if, say, you made a trade that's very uneven and a couple players didn't like it, they're going to avoid trading with you, even if yeah. it benefits their team. And all that does is hurt no, exactly. you in the long run. So by not taking it personal, 
you let that go and you can continue to make your team better. So for yeah. sure. That's well, to that point, it's like people won't trade. Like they'll only trade with certain league members. And that could be another fantasy etiquette of the week. Maybe each of us each week will bring one to the table. But Joe, maybe you can make one about trades. But I think a good one would be like, don't be so shut off to making trades. Like oh, be yeah. more open about it. And we'll, we'll talk more in depth about that another episode. But for me, I just want to say, don't take crap talking personal like that's all i gotta say and a lot of times you end up in leagues with people you don't know you don't know initially and then your your introduction to this through fantasy football and you just like don't like them because you don't like the way they operate in the fantasy leagues and it's like that's not don't judge a person based on only knowing them through a fantasy league is basically my point um all right so joe and i play in a dynasty league we play in a couple keeper leagues real quick um one thing i wanted to mention was if you're if you have like veterans on your bench who you're never starting and it's a full dynasty league drop those guys pick up young guys like for example i dropped aj green because he's not doing anything what's the point i'm never going to start him what's the point of me holding on to him when i could pick up a guy like chase claypool and hold on to him i think it's going to be a beast in a couple years so unless it's somebody that you're utilizing every week like don't hold on to those guys in my opinion like just cut them and you know, plant keep uh, pick up some youthful guys who can possibly who could be an RB one next year or a wide receiver two next year, something no. like. That. Do you have any advice for uh, dynasty leagues? Just I like know. that advice, man. I you've seen what I've done. I took over a team that was all vets, and in one year, my whole team is young, man. I got Debo, Ayuk, Judy, uh, Sanders. I got you know Ch. My oldest guy is like aside from quarterbacks, is probably like Kamara. You know what I mean? And and my team is really good. It's not a bad team at all. And I got a lot of talent on that team. I mean, I have Hopkins, Thomas, so I turned that team around. So I would say if you're in a dynasty league and you're not good, don't be afraid to trade. You know, take Saquon Barkley and turn him into two or three good pieces, you know, because what the hell's the point of holding on to Saquon Barkley when you're going to lose every single game and you don't have anybody to start aside from that, you know? So don't be afraid, man. Trade your studs in those dynasty leagues for two or three really good guys because you don't know who's going to blow up. Well, we've year. seen that work out for players. I mean, DeMont in our, on the podcast, yeah. he traded Barkley for, uh, for, three, for Singletary, David Montgomery, and uh, James Conner. And at the time, you didn't like it because Saquon was healthy. And yeah. I didn't like it because Saquon was healthy. But it actually worked out really well because all three of those guys look really good right now. Yeah, they are. It was a decent trade. Yeah, for Which sure. Um, Justin, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I. you guys put me on the dynasty tip. So I try to think about it when I make transactions just on that level so I can be ready for it. But one thing that I really like to do, and I think it works even better in dynasty, but it may be more difficult, is when you make these trades, expand them into a larger trade and sneak in a couple of those low end players that you like that have high upside that don't mean much. Like, for example, that trade I did to get Kamara, I gave uh, David Johnson, Devontae Adams, and Justin Jefferson. And if that was a dynasty league, I would be most sad that I got rid of Justin Jefferson, even though he's not the highlighted player. Yeah, I mean, you and probably would have avoided putting Jefferson in the trade if it's a dynasty. Or maybe you yeah. don't even do that trade if it's a dynasty. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my point. But 
when these people see names like Kamara, like Saquon, yeah, you may take that that step down, but you're setting up yourself for better success throughout the year. Yeah. So if you can avoid the one on ones, try to make it three for three and get those players that you actually like that are like the hidden gems of the trade. Yeah. Especially yeah, for Dynasty, that's a great point. For yeah. sure. And uh so our dynasty league is also also a super flex league. I don't have anything major for super flex league right now, but maybe in the future I'll have some more tips on that. But for me, just in general, if you're playing in a super flex league, check out Ryan Fitzpatrick if you need a, a guy for your second quarterback this week. Dude's been solid last three weeks, over 25 fantasy points in a four point TD league. Yeah. Like he's a solid play, especially in a second quarterback league. And I heard something crazy. I don't know the exact stat, but he's like through some certain point of last year up until now, he's been a top 10 quarterback. So regular or super flex. It was funny man. When, we were, <clears throat> when we were making our rankings for the season, I was like thinking about Ryan Fitzpatrick. I was like, man, he's top 15. And I genuinely was my problem. And the reason that I had him towards the end was not that when he plays, he's going to be top 15. But the problem is at some point they're going to bench him for Tua. We all know it. Um, but if you have him, throw him in as a bi week flex or I should a bi week fill in or in a super league, uh, super flex league. I would start him over Carson Wentz and Stafford and some of these other guys all day. Oh, yeah. If I had him right now, he would probably be in my second slot. Like, I look, I have Joe Burrow, I have, uh, but Joe Burrow has a bad matchup this week, right? And yeah. I have Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I love Jimmy, but like, He's not yeah. a great, like, I like Come having him right for bye weeks and stuff. And who knows, what if he tweaks his ankle again during the game? Like, yeah. that kind of scares me. So I would love to have Fitzpatrick um, if I could, but he's not available in that league, obviously. Like, and also quarterbacks, like, I've seen Superflex leagues where, like, there's a ton of quarterbacks still left on the waiver. Like, roster, <laughs> like, four quarterbacks at least. It depends on your roster size, but... They should be bigger rosters anyways, but roster like four quarterbacks at least, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. We were planning on doing game previews, but I feel like uh, we touched on so many games, like yeah. the flex questions, which I actually like that. So this seems like a pretty good format. Maybe we'll tweak it a little bit, but that's going to do it, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us on this uh, fantasy strategy on Saturday podcast. That was a lot of fun. Uh, the first round fantasy second podcast of the week for Justin, for Joseph and Jacob. Thank you. And uh, we don't know what our plan is for, if we're going to podcast on Monday or Tuesday this week, but we're going to have to figure that out because the Tuesday oh, yeah. game. The game yeah. yeah. But uh, look for us early next week, either on a Monday or Wednesday show. See you next time. Take care guys. Yeah.